Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out mariamenunos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! If you're watching the show right now, you must be a fan of ABC's Castle. Hey, so are we. I'm JJ Snyder, and this is my gorgeous co-host, Lucretia Lyon. Lucretia, thank you for being here to talk about the show with me. I know. Thank you for coming after going to the dentist of all places. JJ's a real trooper, guys. I did. I had a cavity replaced. Keeping it healthy, y'all. Up in my gums so I can come back and talk about castle welcome to this week's discussion of castle season 8 episode 15 fidelis ad mortem faithful unto death a fitting title as the episode went on i realized didn't you (laughs) yeah and like honestly to me out of all the episodes that have come back this episode was probably the least exciting but it was still a good episode and there were a lot of moments where i was like oh god they're not gonna do that oh thank god like oh, with see, Castle and Beckett, I was like, okay, let's not go this with this will they or won't they get back together nonsense. But then they stopped it, and so I was glad. That's interesting yeah. to me that you yeah. didn't think it was so exciting because yeah. I thought it was a really cool episode. I mean, we definitely took a detour into mm-hmm. kind of Beckett's world. It was like a it was like Beckett's episode. Um, so I I thought it was just awesome. I thought it was like a super strong episode. Yeah, I really liked, you know, the girl that she was mentoring, Decker. Like, yeah. I liked that little relationship there mm. because you could see that Beckett saw herself a lot in this girl. And so sure. that was good to see a woman actually want to mentor another woman. Like, you know, in this strong female world, they tend to forget that, you know, we all need somebody. It, it was very interesting for her, too, to be in that sort of um, mentoring role. Um, so before we get to all that, because that is awesome, a little bit of maintenance, um, Hey guys, if you are watching on YouTube, please, you know, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. That's how we keep things free and awesome for you here at After Buzz TV. And if you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, thank you for listening and please give us a thumbs up because it makes Lucretia and I so happy. Um, I'm J2 Snyder on Twitter and Instagram, and we are watching the live feed right now. Plus, love hearing from you on Twitter. By the way, the Tokes Cookie Contest, if you haven't seen it two weeks ago, Tokes Olagundaye was here on the show with us. We started a cookie contest. It's on my Twitter feed. She's going to send somebody Castle Swag. We're up to like 532 retweets. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure if we're going to make it to 1,000. I'm I'm trying to like wrap it up a little sooner. But we're definitely going to get someone out in the Castle universe some swag because that's what we got to do. Exactly. You know, you got to give your fans what they want. We got to follow through. And they want free stuff. Yeah, we're going to get it. If I have to go over onto the stages and get it myself, Mm. I will get it for you guys. So check that tweet out and 
keep retweeting. Lucretia, you're looking at the uh, message boards right now, so mm-hmm. talk to Lucretia. And where can they find you on Twitter and Instagram? And, of course, guys, if you can spell my name right, I know I struggle too, but it is L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N. And, of course, since there's only one, that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all over social media. Okay, guys, so that's where we want to hear from you right there. Um, okay, back into the episode. So we opened up with a murder um, in a big warehouse-type building, and it was brutal because this guy was, I think, down with a stab, and then he got shot. Yeah. It was like, I was like, oh, brutal. All right. Um, so we then cut to Beckett and Castle, mm-hmm. and it's like the totally ep- opposite vibe. Did you get a vibe for She walked in the kitchen. He's cooking eggs, mm-hmm. right? Do you see him a little hot sauce in the eggs as he was tossing them. Did you see that? Yeah, I love that because that's yeah. how I like my eggs too. Because I'm from Texas, we put a hot sauce on everything, including eggs. <laughs> I am yeah. not from Texas, but I am totally with you. Seriously, I put like sriracha or mm. um, hot sauce on everything, but I've never done it in my egg before I scrambled it. I kind of put it on the egg in the pan. Do you ever do it in the I've bowl? I've never done it, you know, while I'm scrambling. Usually yeah. uh, after. It's the, it's the Richard mm-hmm. Castle technique. We're going to have to try well, that, try you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but did you catch the vibe when, when Beckett walked in? Because it was very, like, morning after. Yeah. Like, she was like, hey. And then, of course, mom comes <laughs> in to ruin it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. So, Martha walks in, which is hilarious. But before yes. she does that, I thought Beckett yeah. had a great line. Because I love coffee. I don't know about you. <laughs> yes. and, and Beckett's like, whoo. This coffee could wake the dead. I'm mm-hmm. like, that is a great line. I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, because you know being Richard Castle, he's got some fancy, like, kookaburra, like, cat, you know, coffee there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. fancy pad mm-hmm. he's got. Isn't it sweet? Oh, yeah. I love that house. Okay, so Martha comes in with her new book. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I love how he's, um, you know, he's super proud, so excited, and then the dedications to him, but that it's... It's not very nice. It's oh so my god! Funny. Okay, so the title of the book is it unsolicited advice? Yes. Okay. Yes. Unsolicited advice by Martha Rogers, which I saw on an article online, like a recap today. Someone was recapping the episode last night, and they're like, they better get that freaking book out on the bookshelves. Like we yeah, really we do want to read that book, and I'm I'm with you. She was so hilarious. Yeah, and then it's dedicated to him, but she's like, darling, let's not make this all about you. <laughs> yeah, because I love how it said, you know, if it weren't for your many screw-ups, I wouldn't have this book or something yes. to that nature. And I'm like, that's not what my mom would say. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, well, a brief appearance for her in this episode, but, I mean, so exciting to see her drop drop the bomb of that book on all of us. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, so back, uh, so, oh, Beckett, of course, does sneaky sneak, um, because she doesn't want to be caught by Martha, because they're still, they're still, (laughs) still hiding it, still hiding in the relationship a little bit. She does a very good job of sneaking out. And then, um, her phone rings, and she is called to a case, which doesn't always happen, you know, because she's not, she's not like, Ryan and Espo, she has to show up at every murder, but this murder had a little bit of a special element, so she was called to the scene. Yeah, I I liked that, you know, this pulled in, you know, Beckett to go into her past, not like, you know, with the nonsense with her mother, just learning how she came to be in the academy and, you know, her relationship with the former captain and all that. I really liked 
that they brought up some Beckett's past that didn't have to do with their mother. I really liked it, too. And it it is so realistic, Mm -hmm. like, to think, oh, each one of those guys in the precinct started Mm -hmm. out, if not at that academy, then at another academy. But And they showed the building, and for me, and, you know, I'm a West Coast person, but the building was so, the academy building itself, it was so East Coast. (laughs) And it was so old school. It looked like, you know, like early 19th century or 20th century, um, you know, New York brick building. And it just like set the scene for me. I'm like, oh yeah, they probably do train cops there. And, you know, so I was like, I was very intrigued by the whole place um, and what intense training they have because it cannot be easy to be in the NYPD. I know. I was a little disappointed that, you know, because Donna Kanick can pull the comedy and most of the time when I've done the police academy, it was from the police academy movies. So I was just a little, you know, disappointed that they didn't do some comedy with Beckett there. It was all very serious. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what kind of police academy is this? No one making any impressions or anything like that? Right. <laughs> right. I'm trying to think if there's anything like funny that went on. Well, so they walk in. She walks in with Ryan and Espo. Um, well, they know the. We should back up. They we know the victim's name now. Uh, uh, Daniel Bordeaux, Danny Bordeaux, mm-hmm. um, and he was a recruit at the NYPD um, training facility. So that's why we're going there first of all. And the killer went to very special pains to cut the bullet out of the mm-hmm. body and for them that's a clue like okay because they know we're going to do forensics on the bullet and we're going to be able to trace the gun so that must mean it's a gun in the system yeah it's 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 a gun that is registered in the system okay so they're putting two and two together um okay so so daniel bordeaux he he it's sad because here's this up-and-coming guy and all of a sudden he comes up dead so all right so beckett's on this one too because it's like her alma mater right um and we go in i was gonna think if anything was funny like they're walking down the hallways and there's people doing push-ups and like (laughs) setting the scene and then of course like beckett has all those trophies still in the cabinet well i was like what did she did she really out like out compete people in what well, you know, it was like I know that shooting like, and yeah, academies yeah. like that they do have like awards and things you know for best shot and you know probably best time for the obstacle course. There's a lot of stuff like that. So just like with anything, they love to give trophies. Yes, you know what? And you're reminding me as well. I've been on the grounds of the uh, LAPD training facility, mm-hmm. which is um, at least one of them. I don't know if this is the main one. It's over in Griffith Park, and oh, wow. um, so, but they do similar thing. Yeah, so they. So they have awards and stuff as you're as you're raising rising up in the ranks. It's interesting, interesting to see it. Um, but then, did you catch this moment? Because I was like, oh my god, that um, when they started to go in the dorm mm-hmm. rooms, that Esposito's like, well, I didn't live on campus because I met more chicks living off campus. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing is you gotta love Espo. He is a true ladies' man. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, that is such a dog. Yeah. Like whatever writer thought of that, I'm like, he's such a dog. Oh, it was funny. That was classic. Okay, so we meet this deputy commissioner, Malone, mm-hmm. um, who runs the whole thing. Of course, he's very familiar with Beckett. Um, he says, I think he says, like, you are a legend around here. And so mm-hmm. it's all it's all a bit nostalgic for her. But then the, the bigger person that walks in is um, this uh, Sergeant Ortiz. Yeah. Which is like, this is like her, obviously... Her toughest boss, her her guy that she's connected to, I could just tell. I think like this was Stana Kadic's acting that she just thought of this guy so fondly. Yeah, because to me, I mean, when 
this really talks about both of them, how it was obvious that you knew they were instantly connected when he walked in the room. So to me, it was this sort of familiar bond, you know, best, you know, sort of fatherly, even though she lost her mother, not her father. This guy was obviously a good mentor, just like, you know, our former captain. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. That was, that was neat. Um, Okay, so we find out from Sergeant Ortiz that uh, had Danny Bordeaux, the victim, under him training um, in his recruit class, that recently Danny had been kind of like faltering on exercises or just kind of like he, he had been sloppy in places he hadn't been before. So he knew there was something personal going on with him, but like. Uh, you know, it's not the kind of place where someone like holds your hand and says, you know, yeah. <laughs> tell me what's going on. It's like, you know, you got to didn't they use the phrase like you got to cowboy up or something? Yeah, you got to cowboy up, which I don't know exactly. I mean, I, I get it. Like you got to you got to cowboy up. You got to like take care of business. You got to basically it figure means it out. What's stop it mean? being such a wuss. Like, yeah, because you know, that's my people's language. That's really what it is. You know, Dude, up, I'm asking to shut up, you know, I love it. <laughs> As, does anyone else out there in the uh, fandom have their take on what cowboy up means? But I, I think Lucretia si- <laughs> summed it up pretty yes. well. But I just love that phrase. That's awesome. I'm going to use it now. Cowboy up. Cowboy up. Yeah. Would you? Suck it up. Man up. It's kind of yeah. like man up. Yeah. I mean, man essentially, up. it's the same thing. Yeah. Grow some cajones, <laughs> we say in Southern California. Um. Okay. So, um... We start to delve a little bit more into the history of this guy now at the Academy. And it's really going to be up to Beckett to kind of infiltrate. I think there's 14 recruits that are left in the class. Yeah. Um, but Laney, um, Laney pops up and says, hey, check this out. A fragment of the bullet was found near the rib. And just on that fragment, I was able to trace it. And it happens to be an Academy gun. Okay, so that was huge news. Um, so at that point, Beckett's like, okay, I'm staying here because this all went down right yeah. in here. Yeah. Okay, but they, it's not like they tell everybody, look, you're suspect. It's just sort of like Beckett starts to work with them under the pretense of being like an alumni or something. Yeah, you know, she, you know, actually pulled more of like a castle in the sense where she was sort of undercover as like a teacher is what I thought. You know, kind of imparting her wisdom in this, I guess, um, big you know, class that she's doing just to kind of interrogate them without them knowing. Because, yeah, I was like, oh, anybody think of a better word than I love class? that. Yeah. She pulled yeah. a castle. Yeah. Like like when he... He's done that before. ...was a French yeah. chef yeah. the other week. And, uh, yeah, we've seen him fake so many, yeah. so <laughs> many roles. Oh, my gosh. You're right. That's exactly what she did. Um, okay. So uh, we find out a little bit more also that Danny... Um, Danny had a little bit of an interesting history, um, not a likely um, police recruit because he grew up uh, without parents mm-hmm. and in a neighborhood who was that was actually known for its mobster activity. So that was kind of interesting, the Irish mob specifically. Um, okay, so as Beckett then starts to work with these recruits, first <laughs> she does this uh, interrogation. Yes. Which... Uh, I was so nervous for the people. They were so terrified to be 
to be interviewed by her. Um, but she starts to look around, around the room. And I think that Ryan and Espo have just given her the information also that they found out something about a boxing match across the street. Yeah, so the, there were four recruits that were at a box, supposedly watching the boxing match all together at this gym. And so she's trying to, like, pick apart. Because, yeah, like they said, that alibi was flimsy at best. So to figure out, you know, out of those four, Beckett was looking at them to see, you know, which one of them was going to cave or, you know, the weakest links. By, and that was what I really liked is she was watching hmm. their facial expressions and their body language. Because that's what totally really tells was. what people believe. See, I just think that's part yeah. of, like, a lot of why I like this episode yeah. is just, like, Beckett's story like her acting it was just it was so on point like she was completely listening and figuring out and using her like heightened detective skills that you think oh my god how could she seriously be reading into what these people are saying right now but she was yeah because to me again that was something that castle usually does so we mm. saw beckett do two different things the more observational like castle is mm-hmm. uh, and the same thing with the coming in here and being someone undercover and really reading these people so it was interesting to see that that's a good point that's a very good point um Funny too. I think they ru- they ruled out a couple of their cr- recruits mm-hmm. who had gone to uh, do karaoke. Yes, because <laughs> they had bracelets on their wrists or something from it, or a stamp, a stamp. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, those are hard to get off, right? When we go to those bars, that they yes. have to stamp you, and so everybody knows where you went. <laughs> so she pulls up a gal who gets a little nervous, and then she starts looking over at uh, this girl, Rachel Decker. She puts her in the hot seat. Rachel comes up, totally interrogates her, and then she looks around the room, and she sees a really nervous guy. Yeah. (laughs) And um, she mentions something about the steroids, and that guy gets up and bolts out of the class. I'm looking for his name right now. Do you remember it? I don't remember. Well, he was a young, handsome recruit, and he had really short hair. I think Chambers, I think. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yes! (laughs) Good one, Lucretia. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Chambers. Yeah. And it, it was so funny because they were panning on the students yeah. and then you got to him and he was like, oh and, um, and then there was a sweet takedown in the hallway because Ryan and Espo totally yeah. got him. <laughs> Wasn't that awesome? Yeah, that was so funny. And to me, it's just, we all know this guy was just doing steroids. We know he's not going to actually be a suspect because it's never the first person you suspect. I know. But... I know. I was going to say, it could only yeah. be because it's too early in the show. Exactly. Right. But the, he did. He did get cuffed. And, okay, so then what we find out is, like, of course, it's just a little more complicated, mm-hmm. um, that he was selling steroids. Victim found out about it. And he paid off the victim to not say anything. Is that how it went? He paid off Daniel not to say anything. Yeah, because he needed the money for, you know, of course, the next thing to find out that, you know, Decker is a mob boss's daughter. Right. Essentially. Right. (laughs) And she doesn't want people to know because they wouldn't respect her. They obviously probably wouldn't let her in, you know, but she has no ties to him. So... Yes, yeah, so we start to find out like the academy's a little dirtier. Mm-hmm. They got they got some few side deals going on, um, but it clears chambers as well. And then yeah, that's the next big realization is that Decker is actually the mob boss's illegitimate daughter. Mm. 
that was a trip. That kind of changed everything. I mean, I knew she was going to be the focus of the episode, kind of. Mm-hmm. But didn't that just sort of switcheroo? Every, you're like, huh? Honestly, it seems like a very obvious story to me because I watch General Hospital. And, uh, uh, but yeah, so I'm used really? to the mob. Oh, and the cops are kid, you know. So I, I'm pretty sure Castle, since he loves his soaps, and that's probably where they got that, you know. Oh, funny. Um, okay, so then a lot of the focus goes on this uh, Ducker. And... Um, that actress was really interesting. I, I don't know why, but I found myself thinking a lot about like, wow, you know, how did they how did they cast her? And um, I mean, she had she had a lot of really intense scenes, and the camera was like really up in her face. You know, I mean, obviously she had the right look yeah. to be like a mobster's, you know, an Irish mobster's daughter and also the right age to be a recruit and yeah. I was just kind of fascinated by her. Uh, yeah, because I don't know if anyone in the chat role knows her name, but yeah, I wouldn't able, wasn't able to find it on MDB either, so I'm oh, curious weird. as to who this actress is and Always Partners said that they would like to see Decker in some future episodes and I agree like this character obviously could come back and Beckett could be mentoring her. That would be a good, you know, side story for Beckett and bring a little bit more female blood into the NYPD. Well, I think we're definitely going to have to find her name now. Yeah, yeah because it um, it was a different sort of relationship um, for Beckett to find. I mean, yeah, Bentor- Beckett's not really the mentoring type necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really sort of, it kind of showed, to me, I was thinking, God, we really are eight seasons into this, yeah. that Beckett can be experienced enough, you know, be captain now yeah, to captain. look back and mm-hmm. be someone else's mentor. You know, because it's not like she's that much older than her, but she's got a whole, you know, wealth of experience at this point. So it's kind of yeah. interesting. I think you're right. I think we could bring that girl back, uh, that character. Well, because also, I mean, Ryan has been involved with Undercover with the Irish Mob. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of potential there, especially, you know, and maybe bringing her into working with Ryan you know, on the Irish Mob. Because we don't really get a lot of Ryan episodes, so... Mm-hmm. No, we don't. No. And I bet Seamus Dever would like to have something to say about that. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> love him. <laughs> I know we had one last season. We had like a very Ryan-focused yeah. episode. I wonder if there'll be one this season. You know, it, we are at an interesting point mm-hmm. in the season because um, now I think that we have 22 episodes. Um, so I just started realizing like I was counting last night. I'm like, oh, we only have seven more shows. Yeah. And we don't know for sure whether the show's going to be renewed. Yeah, it's still on the bubble, as they say. What do you guys think? We would love to hear from you, you guys. Oh, and um, Ava G tells us that it's Ellen Woglom. I hope I spelled her name or said her name right. It's spelled W O G L O M. Awesome. So if anybody wants to look her up, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ellen Woglom was mm-hmm. the actress who played Rachel Decker. Well, she did a good job. Is yeah, what I, I was to like, say. she was really entertaining. Yeah. Yep, intense at least, that's for sure. Um, okay, so yeah, the, my point was by saying we're seven episodes left, it's just I feel like some significant things may start to happen here. <laughs> but the most significant was that happened at the very end of this episode, and that is like Beckett and Castle really reunited during this episode in a way they haven't. Yeah, because what Before. I like that is that Castle didn't hold on to this for a while. I mean, he had to think about it because, again, you know, like, you know, Haley showed him and the video, he forgot to protect Beckett. 
But at this time, he was mad at her for lying and keeping him out of it. So Castle, you know, being, you know, who he is, the good guy, he thought, I can't, you know, not tell her. So he did. Mm. And then at first I was a little like Beckett wanting space with that. I was like, seriously, you just did that. But luckily it was just a smidgen of uh, just a minute. But then she was fine later. Because, yeah, I was like, are you they're seriously going to break them up again? I know. <laughs> That's what I thought. But I was like, oh, thank God when yeah. they turned around. But I guess it's just this whole Loxat thing is yeah. so, it's so, like, core for her. It's, like, her big issue. I also noticed, hey, during all that occurring that um, our friend Tokes was, was in the episode. Yes. And I kind of realized, wow, I think she's going to just, she's now a presence, you know, like Castle's friend. And and she's a presence. She will be with us. So it's cool. Yeah, because it's good because we really don't see Castle with a lot of friends. Like we've seen, you know, he has this relationship yeah, what's with Beckett. Yeah, what's up with that? And he has a relationship with Ryan and Espo, but mm. they're literally more Beckett's friend. You know, and that's yeah. what it's always been is they're really more her friends. You know, part of the precinct. Castle's always been odd man out. And that's what Haley serves as, is, you know, Castle's buddy. Yeah. And it's good to see that. And she is. She's good. Like, there's just, it. there's like a buddy vibe between them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel it. Like, I think it's working. Um, boy, there are a lot of Tokes fans out there, too. Fans yeah. of that character. I mean, I see a lot of good things in the message boards, you guys. Um, like, people have really accepted her character. That's cool. Yeah, Always Partner says, love Tokes. I know, we do too. Yeah, you know? she's badass. <laughs> she's badass, but she's, like, she's smart. I like how smart she is. Yeah, and of course, about season nine, Tracy D said, I think we have, we will have a season nine, because we have a new Nikki Heat book coming out, so it makes sense to have a season nine. Hello. Plus, there's, there's plenty of stories to tell. So, yeah. I mean, their contracts for that. do run out after this, but it's not like they can't. Renew. It's not like they can't renew. That's right. And I think we find out what we find out in like April or May, perhaps. Um, yeah, interesting. Okay, back to the episode. Um, oh, Vikram had a very brief appearance. <laughs> yeah, you, you blink and you missed it. I think he like came in to work. Like he probably had three hours on the set, and then he had ten days off. And I wonder if he went on vacation. Yeah, his AT and T commercial that you see during oh the breaks. Oh my god, it, it was so longer glad you brought that him, up. Yeah, it was longer than his appearance tonight. That's right, That's holding classic. down the AT and T commercial, yeah. Sunkrish Bala. How fun is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen it a lot. Yeah, it's on a lot. Like, he's yeah. doing good. I mean, I remember when they killed him off The Walking Dead, I was like, oh, is this guy going to work again? And then he showed up on Castle. So. Bam, and now he's, he's got an at t commercial. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so he scanned the recruit's laptop, though, and found that, um, Daniel's laptop, and found that he had downloaded everything mm -hmm. on Lucky Jack Flanagan, like all the files. <laughs> so it looked for a minute like, is he a mole for him? Like, oh my God, there was a mole in the NYPD training class. This kid was completely working for the mobster. That's what it looked like. Yeah. For a moment. See, I, I didn't grow up like, you know, in the mob. So, <laughs> <laughs> but even hearing that, yeah. like how things work, like this, Sometimes that's why I'm so fascinated with the show. I'm like, oh wow, someone would actually do that. Yeah, see, you know? my hometown, like the, the, it was run by the Lebanese mafia, and they are a famous family with a football playing son, Johnny football. But um, yeah, so like it was really interesting because my dad would work their parties. So like the mob is real, and it is something that works. And but most what, what most people don't realize is it is more like you know 
Lucky Jack Flanagan, and uh, where it's very small, little intricate like jobs. Like you know, it's not always gun running or ship. It's you know sometimes it's just like selling like bootleg cigarettes or cockfighting or or random right. little seedy jobs. So I thought that was interesting that they just didn't go full on into gun running and all that like you think. Yeah. Right, right. That it could be something smaller like a lingerie. <laughs> yes. Uh, at least a cover for an, a lingerie manufacturer. Um, okay, so Beckett goes face to face with this guy Flanagan, and uh, that was a dirty scene, man. That was gross. Um, he was just so he was so rude to her, and it was so awesome how she totally didn't miss a step and got right in his face. And then that <laughs> yeah. was one of the big quotes I think from the episode. She was like, um, uh, "You know what? Oh, first of all, yeah. he offered her crotchless panties, which was like." <laughs> was like so offensive do you know what i mean just yeah, like so freaking offensive and to say something like to that to beckett it's just like you know she's gonna nail you to the wall yeah. now <laughs> and so she basically what i what i remember she got down his face she was like you know what it's the cockiest ones mm-hmm. that are actually the easiest to get so like <laughs> this is awesome bring it on i love it though because i you know i feel like she she's a great example of how to deal when men are really rude to you and it happens to us ladies quite a bit um it's good to see someone just like get back right in someone's face and not even have them you know be like upset by it or something oh, yeah you go beckett <laughs> right yeah she didn't take offense she just was like i'm gonna nail you to the wall <laughs> yeah so he was a bad guy, but as it will turn out, not quite as bad as we thought. No, he's Lucky not a Jack murderer. Flanagan. He's no. just a mobster. Right. That was that was an interesting de- development. Um, okay, so uh, back with Decker and Beckett. Um, Decker is uh, kind of you know explains now the whole tie-in that that. Uh, our victim was her boyfriend, that he actually wasn't a mole, that Lucky Jack Flanagan had been trying to then, once he found out his daughter was training to be an NYPD, he obviously tried to get a hand on her and manipulate her and have her work for him. And she was like, no, I'm not having that. So the boyfriend very lovingly intervened, Mm -hmm. and that was probably not a very good idea. No, that's the thing, is love doesn't meet the mob all the time. I mean... (laughs) No, not a good scene. So we had some surveillance video, as we often do. And uh, don't we? Yeah. When was the last episode we didn't have some surveillance video? I know. That's why I always say, as people, why do you do stuff when you know there's cameras around everywhere? (laughs) Speaking of, I was looking at my own surveillance camera (laughs) this morning with my husband because one of my neighbors keeps... Um, having their giant dog go poop on our lawn and not picking it up. And, okay, once in a while, that doesn't bother me, but it's, like, consistently happening. So, and I'm sure some of you guys can relate to this. So my husband and I are like, let's look on this surveillance and see if we can see who it is. We couldn't find any, we couldn't find the person. So we think it must have happened last night. No, but I'm leaving a little sign because it's just, like, it keeps happening. It's like, oh, my God, please pick up your poop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, those are my problems. Uh, <laughs> Beckett and Decker have much bigger problems. Okay, because they put a wire on Decker, 
which I thought was so scary. Yeah. Because you don't want to be caught with a wire in the mob. That's just like, ah, okay. And she's only a recruit. I mean, and I think they kept mentioning that, but then Beckett's like, no, she can do it. She had confidence in her. I know. Everyone else was a little bit nervous. Yeah. So they're watching. Well, did you notice, too, they called it a wire, but really it was like, it kind of seemed like it was a video wire. Yeah, it could have been like just like the chess cam that they have for cops now, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because to me, that makes a lot more sense than just audio. Like, if you can get it on there, don't you want audio and video? Totally. <laughs> but then, you know, if, you, if you're if you a criminal, anyone you're talking to, you're going to yeah. be scanning them. For... Yeah, I'd be looking, like, with women and necklaces and all that. You're like, um, no, yeah, well, that would be suspicious to me. Like, everyone, if I was a big criminal. Well, if, right? Yeah. Yes. If. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I hear you. Mm. Totally. And they don't they have little devices where they can kind of like scan you for them? Yeah, for electronics. That's what I'd do if I was a mobster. I wouldn't have a meeting with someone until I scan them. What would you guys do? We would really like to know. Yeah, let us know yeah, what you would yeah. do if you were a mobster. Concerning, <laughs> or if you have any oh. surveillance stories you'd like to share with us. Um, okay, so she goes in and she just kind of loses her cool, basically. She came on way too strong with him. And I felt really nervous. And then she pulls a gun right in his face. I'm like, okay, this is really bad. Um, and so the 12th precinct basically intervened. They they came and then Beckett told her to put the gun down. And then so yeah. now Beckett has a gun to her. Yeah, so. and that really saved her from looking like a mole. So I think it was, mm. you know, luckily she screwed up in the way because he was already kind of making her. But then pulling the gun and then Beckett and them coming in made her not look like a mole. So that's if true. something were to ever come up, daddy's not going to blame her. <laughs> yeah, that's true, huh? Oh, that was really kind of a trippy scene. Um, but she puts the gun down. She doesn't really want to put the gun down. And then, oh, because Beckett says, talk yeah. to Lucky Jack. And, and Lucky Jack says, your boyfriend left mm-hmm. here alive. I saw him in the alley, and then I'm pretty sure there was a black car following him. Back to the surveillance footage. Yeah. But but Beckett just can tell. He's, she has a sense he's telling the truth. So then this is what totally tripped me out. Because you're like, a black car. Oh, my God. There's a plate on it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, whose car is it? And then it was Sergeant Ortiz, her hero's car. Yeah. And it, I kind of suspected that he would at least be brought up as a suspect. But I never thought he did it. And, of course, he didn't. But, yeah, I was like, I think at one point it is going to be he's suspected. Because, you know, why else would he be here? And they, you know, have that connection if they weren't going to at least throw suspicion with him. Yeah, and then it would be like it's basically the most surprising person to be involved. Didn't you think? Yeah. It's like who is the last person you want to be involved in this crime? Um, But... That's not quite what happened no. because so they're in that that simula- uh, shooting simulation yeah. um, area, which was very interesting and cool. And bam, he get, he says, "Wait, my car was loaned out by Pop," and he gets yeah. shot in the shoulder. Ah. <laughs> um. So guess who it was? It was the big cheese. It was Jeez. the big boss, Deputy Commissioner Malone. Um. Which was super, you know, very unexpected, even yeah. though in, you're like, oh, yeah, of course, it's like the last person you suspect, but there there it was. And um, I was afraid, too. I thought, they're not going to kill Ortiz. I mean, they shouldn't. They yeah. shouldn't. But Beckett's dragging him to the side. Like, this could go really bad, and he could die. Did you have that? 
fear at all or are you like no we're good yeah i honestly thought i'm like he'll be wounded but uh, you know we see beckett's dealt with so much death i didn't really feel like they would kill him at this point because it also wouldn't drive the story i think if it was this was maybe earlier in the season and you know it was meant to drive more story i could see them killing him off but good point lucretia i like that um okay so uh the murder's wrapped up mm-hmm. And um, now we are left with Beckett and Castle. No. Yeah. And um, Castle has come and had a a heart-to-heart with her uh, back at the precinct during the middle of this whole thing and kind of explained to her, look, I found out where I was um, and kind of what had happened. And I actually knew about Loxat over a year ago, but I wiped my memory clean. And she's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Why? And he said, you know, the same reason as always, just to protect you. Yeah. And I loved then, for me, I just loved how they wrapped this into it. She had just told Decker, like, she had had that face-to-face with the the young cop and just, like, like, you kind of lost your cool. Like, (laughs) you need to figure this out. Do you want to be a cop or not? And she's like, yeah, I want to be a cop. And, and... Beckett was so happy. Yeah. Could you tell? Yeah, because she it sees like, herself in Decker. <laughs> yeah. So she wants her to do well because, you know, she sees a young her and, like, where she could have... I mean, because to me, if she hadn't had that mentor, she would have gone astray as well. I mean, because she had a lot of anger and that's why she was, a you know, a cop with her mother's murder. But you have to harness that and turn it into what she has, like being captain and really working hard. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's the way it went. Um, so I love that also through watching Decker, Mm -hmm. I think that Beckett had the realization, like, this is really tough. It's really dangerous, this path, and you don't have to do it alone. And then she kind of like went right to Castle Mm -hmm. and was like, I don't want to do this alone. This whole locks out like, yeah, let's do this together. Yeah. That's why I was glad that they didn't drag out Castle knowing. And then that's why he had wiped his memory and that Mm. Beckett didn't drag it out. Like it was like, no, obviously you two just stay together, work together. That's what you do best. (laughs) Yes. So it took a long time, you guys, but I think they're finally, (laughs) finally, finally, finally reunited and on the same team. And I think... All of you guys, all the fans out there are on the same team that we're glad that this whole shenanigans of them being apart can be over. So now will they reveal it to the other characters? I think it only makes sense because, yes, the sneaking around makes it hot, I guess, to them. I mean, obviously, from the opening scene there. But the thing is, is it's almost silly at this point. It's like, okay, just let everybody know. I mean, you're no longer in danger. You're both on the same page. Yep. Yep. Amen to that. Um, did you notice the preview for next week? I know. A little bit. Looks yeah. fun. It's going to be a fun episode. Season 8, uh, episode 16. Yeah, I think it'll be back to more playful. This was a little more serious than we had been, but you yep. know, we'll be back to the playful castle side there. I think so, too. And I think uh, Javi is going to have some fun stuff next week. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing is we'll have our Javi episode. Yes, and yes. And Stephen Suwin has hashtag casket back at it. I like that. Casket back at it. (laughs) We love it. We're going to use it. Casket back at it. Um, You know what's been really fun is reading all the replies to um, Toke's visit. Like so many of you guys have given us shout outs and um, talked about her visit. So that was super fun. Keep them coming. 
And uh, we'll see if we can get another guest in here. What do you think of that? I know. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. We need a guest for sure. Um, anything else, Lucretia? I think that's it. We pretty much are all inconsistent. Uh, all in cons- all consistent here in the chat, if I can get it out here, that Team Casket, everyone is praising the fact that they are officially back together. Got mm-hmm. it. We are consistent. We are concluded. <laughs> we are fulfilled. We are yeah. happy. You guys, thank you so much for joining us here at After Buzz TV. Remember to please give us a thumbs up, mm-hmm. uh, subscribe, tell your friends about us, and uh, please keep in touch with Lucretia and I during the week. At J2 Snyder mm-hmm. is my contact on Instagram. Lucretia? And of course, if you can spell my name right, it's L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N. And of course, you can find that anywhere since there's only one. Shout out to all our friends in Germany, all our friends in Brazil. Thank you. We love you guys. All our friends watching in England, Spain. It's great to be a part of your castle experience. We are so happy to be bringing you this show from Hollywood, California. We'll see you next week here at After Buzz TV. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 